Welcome everyone to another episode of the Dynamic Thriving Podcast. I am your host, Marianne Pack, spiritual medium, author and publisher, and joy advocate, guiding you into all things life transformational. And this series is Unmuted Voices. And today I have a beautiful guest for us, Tashella Smith is joining me to talk about her Unmuted Voices story. So welcome Tashella. I am so happy that you have joined us today. Thank you, Mary Ann. I am so happy to be a part of this series. Super excited to share my story and, um, you know, my story of unmuting. And um, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I want to let everyone know this podcast series is actually going to culminate into a book anthology. So look forward to Unmuted Voices and the We Are Joy book series in January of 2023. So we have lots of stories to share with you. And I am so thankful to have the opportunity to share people's voices um, because so many of us have found ourselves muted in the past and are just blossoming and finding our voice. And of course, as always, it's not just a physical voice. It's not how we necessarily speak. It, it is part of that but it's also how we just express life. Our voice is the essence of what our life expression needs to be. And so being able to unmute yourself, you are living authentically and you are living the joy embodiment that you are. So Tashella, we're gonna jump right in and I'm gonna ask you, when did you realize it wasn't safe for you to speak your voice or to live your truth? When was that for you? So for me, it was in middle school. I remember mm -hmm. it very vividly. Um, my mom received a notification or um, just like, basically I, I came home with like a slip that said that I needed um, some additional support in the area of comprehension. Ooh. And at that, at that point, I didn't know what that meant for me, but it did something to me for, for you know, uh, my school to say, hey, Tashella's struggling with a particular, you know, in a particular area. And that area area was comprehension. And for me, it was like, oh my goodness, I don't understand. I have a lack of understanding. I didn't know what that would mean for me in the future. Mm -hmm. But that experience, that experience kind of paved the way for some of the challenges that I had with my confidence. Oh, yes. Yes. I would see that. And that Anytime you're not confident, you are going to pull in. Oh, yeah. You're going to withdraw um, from so many areas of life because you you don't you don't know where your placement you don't you just don't know where you are. Um, so what were I always refer to them as indoctrinated beliefs because they could come from for me, it was primarily religious beliefs that were toxic for me. But we can get them from our family, from our school from our, you know, society, from our culture. So what were some of those beliefs that, that you started to believe that were true about you, but they were really lies? So like, what were some of those beliefs that, that would make you mute your voice? Um, really me believing that I didn't understand that I was inadequate uh, in a way, like I wasn't, uh, let's say, quote unquote, normal. Like mm -hmm. I had to read things a few times to understand. And for and it because I had to do that, my my thought process was, you know, you're dumb. 
you, you have, you, yeah. you, you're, you're lacking and therefore you're not like other people. And, and so, and, it, and it's interesting because my family always held me to a high regard. They always, you know, I was the person you didn't have to tell to do her homework because I did it. But in my mind, I created a space where I was super critical of, you know, the work I did. If I would, you know, perform badly on assignments, I internalized that. And so, and again, this is early on in my, in my childhood. But again, that kind of set the stage for some experiences I had early on in life. Um, but for me, it was really that, you know, you can't do it. You're not equipped to do it. You don't have the support. Just kind of me, that programming, that negative programming in my mind started early on. And it wasn't, it wasn't um, kind of confirmed or reiterated through like messages to my father, my mother, my family. They thought I was amazing. It was me. I was the critical one. My father spoke nothing but like, you know, nothing but positivity. My mom always, she just knew I was like the best kid ever. It was me. I was the one that couldn't meet my own standard. Right. At such a young age. Yes. Yeah. Talking about that with a school issue. Um, I remember that, that told me that I was, that I interpreted as being dumb is a third grade reading teacher. You know how you had to, we back, back, back when the dinosaurs were on the earth, <laughs> when I was in third grade, <laughs> we had to stand up in class for, for reading class and read our portion of whatever, a book or something. And so I remember standing next to this teacher's desk and, and she told me how slow I read and that I was such a poor reader. And I just took that on for the rest of my schooling. Isn't that crazy? That we have. So I always thought I was dumb. I was not as smart as everybody else because everybody else read so much faster than me. Mm. And yet, you know, so so that formed a lot of my ideas about who I was as a student all the years. And and it's it's funny because, you know, when we go back and when I went back, mom always had a big you know, chest of our keepsakes and things. And Mm -hmm. I looked at, I always thought my sisters were so much smarter than me because I had this ingrained that I wasn't smart enough. And um, yet I had better grades than they did when I went back. (laughs) Exactly. So it was just like, but you take it on. It's indoctrinated. It's a belief that, that you listen to and created that in your life. Yeah. Absolutely. So how did this affect these kind unmuting uh, muting your voice? How did that affect like the rest of your life? Like, you know, we always want to go over like relationships or your health because health was a big issue for me. Um, you know, maybe your choice of schooling or your career choice or college. Um, and even, you know, if you happen to be in a spiritual realm, how did Closing down and muting your voice affect those areas of life. Oh my goodness! I mean, it it affected so many areas of my life. Mm-hmm. I overcompensated in some areas, mm-hmm. where in others, um, you know, I would, I, I wasn't able to unfold and become because I was stifled by my fear. One fear of embarrassment, fear that people will find out my little secret that wasn't a secret. <laughs> 
And, you know, it, it was really, it was really that every part of my life where I really wanted to become and, 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 and elevate, I was stifled mm-hmm. by this fear that people will know I had a weakness. And okay. so my solution to that problem was to stay in the background. If you're in the background and you're just doing the work, they will see. You don't really have to speak much or you don't have to write, be in the forefront, but you can be in the background. And mm-hmm. I made it in my mind, I made it okay that it's okay if you're in the background. You don't want to be seen. Just making excuses for not really kind of kind of dealing with that, that, that fear head on. Mm-hmm. But it showed up in work in school. I mean, I got all A's, but I did it from the back of the room quiet. I did it very, you know, and they were like, Tashella, your grades are outstanding, but I never hear you talk. Mm-hmm. I never hear you speak. Like, and then I thought that I didn't have the words to articulate my opinions. Because again, I'm thinking comprehension. I my, don't even understand what they're talking about. And mind you, I have a bachelor's and a master's. And in my bachelor's it was a lot of, I don't understand, I don't know, a lot of self-doubt. And so from my personal relationship where I was overcompensating to my, you know, my schooling where I was just, you know, hiding essentially, and then work where I was just a worker bee, but not really, no one got to know the person, Tashala. They just knew mm-hmm. Tashala does great work. She's good at what she does, but we don't know who she is. Right. And I wanted to kind of stay in the background. Yeah, we do tend to, you know, segment our lives. You know, it's safe here and I can do this much, but got to put that barrier up um, because what if they find out I'm an imposter? What if they find out I really am dumb or what, whatever the messages we've got going on in our, in our head. So what were the aha moments that started? Like for me, it was a big jolt at 34 when my body crashed. Um, You know, that was my first boom. You got to do something different. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there was a culmination all along the way as I started growing. So, you know, sometimes it's a big jolt, Mm -hmm. an aha. And then sometimes it's just little steps along the way, Mm -hmm. you know, as we continue to grow and focus our attention to, to, you know, becoming more authentic or more true to who we are. So what were those aha moments for you? So honestly, Marianne, they came in waves. And it was like, it was like I was, to some extent, I was outside of my body watching it happen to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it first happened where I was in grad school. And, you know, I had this strong, like strong feeling in, in, in drawing to my, um, my director. And I said, look, I want to learn. I want to, you know, I want, I want you to challenge me because I'm ready. I'm ready to push myself. I had done a lot of maturing in, in my undergrad. And so I took a year off of school and I said, I'm going back to grad school. It took a lot of courage because, again, those thoughts in my head, Tashali can't do it. Grad school for, is for smart people. You're not in that category. Although everyone else thinks you're smart, right? And so I got up enough courage to apply. I got in and I said, my mission is to make a connection because I knew one-on-one I was good because I could, I could connect with people one-on-one. 
And so I used that to my advantage. I connected with my director and he said, you know, Chichelle, I, I never hear from you. I, I see and I sense you have a desire to learn and grow, but I don't, I don't hear you talk in class. And so from that point forward, he would call on me. Mary Ann, when I tell you, I begin to shiver and have many panic attacks before that class. Like, is he going to call me today? I have to be right. Oh my goodness, is he going to call me today? But that is exactly what I needed yeah. to face the fear. I needed someone to make me uncomfortable and make me do the thing that made me quiver. And he did it. He did it. And it was like a ripple effect from there. It was like from there, I went to work. And again, I've started to come out of my shell at work. I started to be a little more of Tashella and stop. I, I did less segmenting and I was able to be a little more of myself. And they saw I had this drive and this fire to learn and to grow. And so my supervisor at the time decided to put me on a panel. I'm like, panel? Ah, I don't know what I'm going to say, right? And then she said one thing that was so profound, it changed my trajectory. Um, she said, Tashella, one day you're going to be my boss. For her to say that to me, I, and it kind of brings tears in my eyes today. Mm -hmm. I was like, and, and I thought she was just like the most incredible thing. She had the best problem solving skills and she just knew, knew how to talk. And she was just the epitome of professional at that point in my life. And when she said that, something happened inside of me that activated and I was like, you can do this. No, no you got this. That's beautiful. When you said that, I just got chill bumps running down my face. <laughs> when I said it happened to me. When it, yeah, because, um, you know, when we have somebody else that believes in us, it's just like I always told my sons, I homeschooled my sons all the way through high school. So, you know, I, I just always told them, I expect you to surpass me just as I have surpassed my parents' generation. I expect you boys to surpass my generation. Yes. So, you know, for her to come to you, you know, and tell you, she expects you to be her boss one day, you know, that, that's the food, that's the nourishment, that's the, what we need as young people, you know, and for me as an older person sharing with younger people that we do expect you to surpass, surpass us, mm -hmm. you know, every generation should be growing and surpassing each other. So I love that she, she put that in your heart and, and you could hold on to her beliefs for you. Even if you may not have believed it at the moment, you've taken that on and you used her confidence in you for your confidence to move you forward even more. Yes. I, I love, love, love that. So um, how did you start shifting these beliefs. I mean, we talked a little bit about it already, but what were some of like your, maybe your techniques or your methodology or, you know, give someone that's listening, you know, some, some idea of how they could maybe start shifting their beliefs around this, that, that, that has been toxic and holding them back and muting their voice. So how did you start unmuting your voice even greater? 
That's a great question. Um, to be honest, Marianne, I'm still shifting. I'm still oh, yeah. unmuting. It is it is a continuous journey for me, right? Some days I want to fade to the background and I'm and I remind myself that that is not where I belong. That's right. That that my presence my, in order for other people to fulfill their purpose, my presence must be heard. It must be felt. And mm-hmm. so I remind myself of that because if I don't, and then I will stay in a place of comfort, which is really in the background, kind of doing my own thing. But me being at the forefront is, you know, other people are depending on me. And that's how mm-hmm. I look at it. For mm-hmm. me to be brave and for me to step out there and say the thing, maybe that people are scared to say, to do the thing that frightens me is really me showing that fearlessness that other people, um, they need to witness, right? Right. Um, so again, for me, it's happening in stages. Um, I'm still shifting. Um, and it's really a choice every day, right? Every day I'm choosing to be vulnerable. I'm choosing to remember who I am. Um, and I'm making myself, well, one thing is um, I'm making the people around me hold me accountable, oh. right? So I have mentors. I have about maybe three or four. And then I, I, I grew to understand my gift. Right. It's like Tashella, you may not be good in a crowd, but one on one, you're great. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I started connecting with people one on one, like VPs. And, you know, I have um, a a council friend that that works for my company and we've grown a a, a nice working relationship that's turning to turning into a friendship. And I'm helping or I'm asking them to help me to challenge myself to grow. And one thing about it, when I'm reaching out to these people, they're they're not like me. They're like, some of them are like really kind of stern or others are really determined. They have qualities where I want to grow. So I've tapped into their strength to strengthen me. And I've always been good at that. Like, Tashella, I was able to find, like, kind of ask myself, Tashella, what are you great at? What aren't you great at? Okay, let's find people who are great at that thing and tap into their energy. Because one thing I know is energy is contagious. And so I would tap into their energy, right? And it did something for me. Now, you know, my my now mentor and, and sponsor, actually, he, you know, Tashella, what are you doing? What are you doing? I know you wanted to get a little more organized. What are you doing? I have this for you to join. I, I want you to speak here. Um, I want you to do this, right? And so them holding me accountable has really helped me to hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. It's really... You know, choosing every day to uh, do the thing that scares you the most. Do the thing that puts that fear inside of you. And let me tell you, it's not easy because I want to run a lot of the times. Like, I don't want to be uncomfortable today. I want to relax today. But I know, you know, speaking up, even in meetings, right? I was a supervisor and I had to learn to be comfortable with speaking up. I didn't want to be right. I'm like, am I going to mess up? Am I going to? you know, mispronounce a word, all these things. Little did I know everyone else shares similar fears, right? Yeah. It's like every we're all having this human experience and I had a need to be perfect. And it's like, Shella, that's just not, that's just not it. No one is perfect. And so, you know, choosing to believe that every day has made the biggest difference for me. Mm-hmm. And I love that you you know, you sought mentors, you sought accountability partners, you sought people that 
were maybe, you know, ahead of you on the path, mm -hmm. you know, so you looked forward to, to, to those people who may have been where you were in the past and now they're, they're forward. So, you know, just utilizing that because people want to help. Yes. Really do want to help. Yes. Um, you know, if they're really good leaders, they, they want to help. They want to bring you along and lock arms with you and yes. pull you along with them. So mm -hmm. I, I love that. I love that you use the mentorship and the accountability. Um, and um, so what did this transformation now, what, what has this made available for you that wasn't available when you were muted? So what is unmuting your voice made available for you now? Oh my goodness. It's made available authentic connections, really. Ooh. I'm able to connect with people authentically in my personal and business life. Um, it's made, it really, opportunities are endless because I'm not going into my head, talking myself out of mm. the thing that scares me the most. Um, it's, you know, it's, 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 put me in a space where I can lead in my relationship circle, whether it be friendships or personal, you know, relationships um, or other relationships. It's just put me in a space where I am proud of like the person I'm becoming. I am, oh. I'm okay with looking in the mirror and say, Shell, okay, you have, you have your challenges, but you face those things head on and you are not willing to waver. You are not willing to give up. It's never been an option. And I think, again, that is contagious because when I bring that to my friend circle and my business circle, they're like, you're always optimistic. I'm like, I have to become this person in order to survive. Like, I could not be optimistic or, you know, it just wouldn't have worked out for me. And so, you know, I think this has just availed so many opportunities to me uh, to, you know, even start building my own business, which is, um, in the making, and it's called Elevate, right? And um, Elevate is really about helping people and women in particular unveil the best, you know, the best them, right? Unveiling who they are at their core and understanding it's a process. It's mm -hmm. a process. We're always unveiling because we're always evolving. We're always becoming. And so to, to lean into that experience, to, you know, to trust it, and to be okay with, you know, kind of the hurdles that will come along with that journey, right? And mm -hmm. so building a support system of people who are, you know, exploring different challenges that they're having and working strategically together to overcome those things. Because we're all, again, having this human experience and it, it varies for each of us, but we're all, you know, kind of going through. And so just to create, you know, a, a, um, a, an environment where we can all support each other. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> this isn't a competition. Life isn't a competition. You know that. You know, I like to say it's complimentary. We're complimentary to one another. Yes. We're not, we're not, you know, competing against one another. We should exactly. So I always say our mess is our message. So as you have worked through this and continuing to work through this, life is a journey. It's not a destination. We're not, uh, we're not ever going to get it done because we're eternal beings. 
But as you've worked through your mess, what has become your message now? I know you said you were talking about, you know, you've got some things in the works about shifting into a new business. So tell us about what that message is now. So the message really is um, about uh, embracing the process, right? Um, embracing the unfolding, because again, we're always unfolding, we're always unveiling, right? And it's maybe that we need um, certain tools to, to do that more effectively, right? Or to, 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 um, to be able to learn from other people's experience, but Right now, it's really that uh, my message is really that the process of unveiling or becoming um, of unmuting is, you know, it varies. It varies for us, okay. but it is yeah. it is a journey and it's a journey that we can support each other in. And that's why I thought it would be perfect to share, you know, a part of my journey here on, um, you know, unmuted series because it's something that we all are going through. So it's, yes. it's really that we're all unveiling. We're forever unveiling, right? And so and it's okay. It's a journey and we're doing it together. That's the most important part, to, to do it together and to find um, to, to find that support system, to, to lean on each other and to be able to, you know, learn from one another and our experiences as we, you know, take on this thing called life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's always a peeling back. Yeah. You know, we come in pure, and then life, you know, we get taught these things and life just piles on it. So it's it's almost like a peeling back. You said unveiling. And that's so perfect. Uh, yeah. You peel back those layers and boom, the real you is there. <laughs> and, and, and then it's interesting because, you know, even over the last few years, I've kind of done some self-reflecting. And I'm like, it's very interesting because, you know, I was, let's say, one way three years ago, and I went through a series of experiences, and I just kind of look back at myself, and I'm like, wow, you've really been able to peel back, right, and become more of who you want to be, right, mm -hmm. who you are at the core, and um, I think moving in that direction, you can never go wrong. You can never go wrong moving in that direction. And it does take that, you know, that um, ability to kind of do that self, that internal, that introspective work okay. to make sure that you know kind of who you are. You're able to kind of step outside yourself and see where you are and see where you want to go, understand the person you want to become, right? Because it's like, if you're unveiling, it's like, well, how do I even start? You got to get to know yourself. Got to get to understand what are some of the areas where you have the most difficulty, Right. Because mm -hmm. a part of that unveiling is transparency. It's about taking off some of those things we used to hide our fears and our insecurities. Right. Because, again, it's a part of un the, the only way to get to that core and the unveiling part is to kind of take off some of those things that's hiding who we are at that core. Absolutely. I, I yes, it's it's our inner being calling us to be true to who we really are. Who yeah. is that person on the inside? And if we keep looking outwardly, we'll never find who we are. Exactly. So, yeah, the introspective work that you were talking about is so valid. And, you know, working with a mentor, working with a coach, because a lot of times, you know, we're kind of got blinders on to those blocks and to those beliefs. And we don't we almost can't pinpoint them sometimes, but sometimes somebody looking on from the outside can help you 
discover those things and ask the right questions, yeah. the probing questions that go, did you think about this? Or how do you feel about this? And then you start uncovering those deep-seated, indoctrinated beliefs that are holding you back. Yes. And so I, I definitely love that. Would you like to share anything about what you're moving into? I think you're starting to work on some life coaching or... Yeah, you've also been a best-selling author uh, uh, in one of the books, one of the book anthologies that we know about. Yes. So um, again, a part of me unmuting was even being a part of this anthology. I'm like, to show an author writing? I'm like, never, right? But again, fear, with all the fear that set in, I still did it. I still moved scared out of my mind, I still did it. And that's what it's about. So yes, I am the author of a chapter called I Was Born to Elevate from Poverty to Corporate America in the Be the Beacon Anthology. It was my first. And when I tell you, even people celebrating me because of the anthology was very uncomfortable for me. Like, they're like, I want you to sign my book. I'm like, okay, okay, if you, if you insist. Um, but again, I think even that part of my, my story, um, was very empowering to some. Mm. I lost you, Tashella. We'll give her just a minute, just in case. Okay. Am I back? You're back now. Okay, sir. Welcome back. Sorry about that. So, so yeah, um, I think that that was my first, um, the first thing I did to kind of start from like a coaching perspective and a, um, I, I had always had a desire to be an author. And so, and I've been told by my therapist and some others that you're going to, you know, you're going to be an author. I'm like, what? And this is, you know, a step closer to that. Um, but yes, I am venturing on this journey to become a life coach. I have a coach myself. Hi, Lori. Um, Lori and I, <laughs> we've been together, oh my goodness, maybe two, almost three years now. Mm. And when I tell you, to your point, Marianne, it has made the biggest difference in my mm. development. I mean, we have grown together, learned together. I mean, some things I've experienced, my rough patches, she's been there. We've worked you know, together, she is my my strategic thinking partner, right? She asked me all those questions that I'm like, I didn't think about that. Lori's the best. And going through coaching with her has taught me that when I need that confirmation, to for me, it's like here, right? The, for me, the confirmation is filling it in my, and in, in, in right here is where when something is right for me, I can feel it right in my chest. And that's that's one of the many things that you know I've learned um, in my coaching with with uh, Lori, and so she inspired me to actually go on the coaching journey myself. Ooh. And so, yes, I am starting that, um, and we've been kind of just working through um, kind of how that looks for me. Um, and so, I'm super excited. I'm very very excited uh, because I know you know coaching did wonders for me, and I know that um, you know just being asked the right questions, I feel like everyone has, everyone has the ability to figure out their own solutions. It's really 
um, with the support of a coach, you know, and kind of helping you think through and asking you those questions that maybe you're scared or have never asked yourself to kind of help you in building out, you know, the path, uh, you know, for whatever is next for you. And so mm-hmm. it's really something that I'm passionate about. Yes. Yes, I am a huge proponent of people getting coaching. And, you know, I always, anyone listening, if you feel the tug that it's time to get some coaching in whatever area it is, you know, please message me, contact me, because I have in my back pocket a myriad of wonderful coaches that I know personally and many have that I have coached with that have been my coach. So, you know, everyone needs a coach through different seasons of their lives. And um, so if you listeners are needing a coach, let me know because I can connect you with, uh, with coaches for sure. So I love that you are venturing into this new area and that be the beacon, the uh, it's from the ladies power lunch um, group that we are members of. And, um, you can find them at ladiespowerlunch.com and also be the beacon. The book that she was referring to is available on Amazon. So you can find it over there. Um, and um, I just want to thank everyone for joining us today and sharing this time with us and and learning more about unmuting your voice, listening to the stories that we are sharing and listening for the hope, the messages of hope that you too can unmute your voice and become that authentic core being of love and joy embodied. And um, as always, please like, comment, and share this podcast as it helps my work go around the world and share more love and joy. And Tashella, do you have any closing words of wisdom you would like to share with us? Just thank you for uh, using your platform to help me uh, kind of get my story out there and share my story. Mary Ann, this is great work that you're doing. Keep up the great work. Um, and I will be tuning in for the, um, the, you know, the remaining series of Unmuted Voices. Yes. So thank you so much. And you can get a hold of Tashella there. The uh, webs, the, her email is on the screen, so that you can keep in touch with her when um, as she moves through her life coaching program. And um, if you have any questions or you want to just say thank you, Tashella, for sharing your story, uh, her website is there, and it's also in the show notes for your convenience. So I appreciate that. And you, as always, you can visit our website. Again, this anthology, this is going to culminate into an anthology uh, at wearejoybooks.com. And all of our other books are there in the We Are Joy book series and also Repurpose and Publish Planner. So if you are looking for um, to become an author and you have a lot of content that you've already created that you would like to utilize and create a book, the repurpose and publish uh, planner is available on, on the website here at wearejoybooks.com. So I appreciate you, Tashella, and thank you. I thank you so much for coming. And um, I just, I just have so enjoyed being with you and hearing your story and especially listening how you've moved through the mess to become the message 
and um, and what you're doing in the world and providing that that encouragement for others. Like you said, it's contagious. Um, energy is contagious, no matter whether it's positive or negative. So I'm thrilled, thrilled, thrilled that you have chosen a positive path to be um, a, a unveiler in the world. I love that. Thank you, Tashel. I appreciate you. Thank you, Marianne. I appreciate everyone. Thank you for coming. And we will talk to you next time on Unmuted Voices. Bye-bye.